calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with a podcast or otherwise. And this year we want to talk to you all about our season five Patreon campaign. We are so excited. We're doing a huge Patreon campaign. There's all kinds of perks that will be unlocked at every level, including a new bonus episode segment that Lee and I would love to tell you about. We're going to be doing some, I don't want to call them Lessentials. Ben- we should come up with a name for them. What should we call them? I don't know. We'll think of something. We just want to talk about more gay movies and characters and gay shit. That's all. And a lot of people have been asking us to do some older lesbian movies. Because there's so much new lesbian rap that we really love, we figured the best place to do some of the older stuff where we can talk about, for example, Kissing Jessica Stein, which I hate but would love to talk about. We're going to be talking about that once a month on our Patreon, once we hit 150 patrons. So help us get there so that we can start releasing more content for all of you. We're excited. We also have some other fun stuff coming up, even though less fun for me, but like, fine, everyone else is going to be at Clexicon. Rub it in, Ellie. I won't. Uh, I don't, sh- I'm sad that you're not there. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm sad too. But we are going to have a lot of the team behind Les Hangout and The Flame at Clexicon. So Ellie will be there. Our production assistant, Kristen, will be there. Caitlin and Valerie will be there to talk about The Flame. So I hope all of you who are going are going to have a great time. Those of us who will be there in spirit will be having a slightly less great time, but we're going to try our best. So that's going to be so much late. I know. October 8th to October 10th, I will just be sitting at home sad missing everyone. I know. But everyone else should have fun at Clexicon. And they did just release some new COVID protocols. So if anyone is concerned about that, which I'm sure we all are, (laughs) you can check out what their COVID protocols are going to be. You have to be vaccinated. And I believe if you're not vaccinated, negative tests within 72 hours, masks indoors at all times. So they're doing a lot more to keep us safe as much as they can. So that's really important as well. 
in the greater Les universe. I'm very excited to talk about this. Whew, I'm like fanning myself already. Um, Bridget Reagan has been cast as Poison Ivy in the Batwoman series. Hot damn. I, I love Jane the Virgin. She was such an incredible villain on that because I was so attracted to her. And I was like, God damn you. <laughs> and I... I don't think I'm going to be able to handle her as Poison Ivy. She's going to crush it. And I think like lesbians will die yeah. like, in in droves, I think is what's going to happen. I agree. Uh, so thank you, Bridget, for giving us this <laughs> gift. So excited. I'll also talk about this next one because Sex Education has a new season out. Lee, have you seen Sex Education? I haven't yet. Listen, it's on my list. Uh, I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It is... A great show. I love it a lot. And I'm very excited to be watching the new season. There's some really good queer up. There's also just, it's just a great show. I love even the straight characters on that. And that means it's a good show, you know? <laughs> that that tells you something. Right? Listen, other shows that I haven't watched include iCarly. But did I go and watch the Harper and Double Dutch kiss scene? Yes, I did. Oof. Because that's how I, that's how I roll. I, you know. Whether or not I have time to watch the full like show or movie of something, you know I'm always going to go watch the sapphic content. So yes, the finale of the iCarly reboot new season ended, well, it didn't end on, but like included a lesbian kiss. And it was so cute because it was also like that, it was very like fan y right? Where it's like, I think Harper and Double Dutch is like the pop star that she works for. And they're like, oh, we have feelings for each other, but we shouldn't act on them because a professional relationship. And so we will just like hide our feelings. And then they're both like, yep, yep. And then immediately shove their tongues down each other's throats. And I'm like, yes. I'm here for that. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. Love it. A super trippy. And it was very cute. And I enjoyed it. I love it. I'll have to watch that after we uh, wrap recording right now. <laughs> there you go. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome to our 67th installment of Shoulda Been Gay. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little dark And in this week's episode, we finally found a virgin to sacrifice! <laughs> yes! Wait, which one? Which one of us is? Uh, I'm going to leave that up to the viewer's discretion. <laughs> I'm also so mad you didn't read my second one, which is my favorite, which is we know- I did read it! I- I wanted this one. Oh, I wanted, we know lots of lesbians, Harry and not Harry, but we don't mean to brag. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here with Sarah Kennedy, who is a stand-up comedian and writer. She's been featured on the Today Show and MTV and is always looking for a way to cheer people up and keep them laughing. Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. We are very, <laughs> very excited. Uh, I kind of am too, although I'm just, I'm like not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not totally sure, but I think I'm excited. I think you should be. So let's talk. We're talking about House Bunny. Let's do our IMDb synopsis. Are you ready, Lee? I'm so ready. Okay. The IMDb synopsis for House Bunny is as follows. After Playboy Bunny Shelly is kicked out of the Playboy Mansion, she finds a job as the house mother for a sorority full of socially awkward girls. Oh. Um, and look, as far as our IMDb synopses go... It's pretty solid. It accurate. is pretty accurate. So, right? Sarah, it's what's your yeah, what's your gay synopsis? Though I mean, the IMDb synopsis is fine, but what's our gay synopsis for this film? A woman who has been horribly oppressed throughout her entire career has to go impose this like 
repulsive heterosexuality on a group of perfectly fine queer girls living in a communal situation. Yes. (laughs) Very (laughs) accurate. I'm going to read mine because I feel like it's a bit similar as well. Um, Zeta, the gayest sorority on campus, pretends to be straight (laughs) to save their house. Then they remember and embrace that they're gay and become the most popular lesbian sorority on campus. Everyone's happy. That's it. <laughs> it's a happy uh, ending, that's everyone. Fair. That's fair. A very gay ending. All right, Lee, what's your um, synopsis? Here's my gay synopsis for this movie is, did anyone else not see Kat Dennings for the first half of the movie? <laughs> yes. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Giant lesbian Mona is in a sorority. <laughs> Even the second that's half? That's it. I'm just like, she literally just went from like butch to femme. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the only shift. <laughs> There's... Uh, yes. 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 So, Sarah, you were very, you feel very passionately about House Bunny. So why don't you yeah. tell us, what's your experience with this beautiful film? So I saw it, I think I bought a Roku for a TV that I had that beforehand only had, like, an antenna. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, wow. It should be noted, we did talk about this before the show started, that it, it came out in 2008. So, Which, like, like shook okay me to story. my core. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, yeah. So I hooked up my Amazon Prime to it, and then I saw this movie for the first time just being like, oh, I like, like, every actress and reality star starring in this movie. I'm willing to, like, take a chance on this. And then the whole time I was like, oh, man, what, what is happening here? Like, why do they have... <laughs> it's like, the, first off, Kat Dennings having Shane from the L Word hair mm-hmm. was... Yes! A, really sold me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but then you, you come for the Shane hair and you stay for the Emma Stone being like such a... Like, it, it's just so queer-coded to me. I just seemed like... And then it really, I like shipped... Her and Shelly, like, I really kind of thought that maybe that was mm. what was supposed to be happening. And then since then, there's been no fandom ship of this couple or this movie, really. I, I think I've looked up on, um, I did, when I did this presentation one time about House Bunny and how I thought it was gay, I looked up on fanfiction.net and an archive of our own, and there was no fanfiction. There's nothing? Wow. Well, now, now there's like two on uh, an archive of our own and one on fanfiction.net, but the fanfiction.net one is in French, so I have no idea. Oh my god, I'm gonna look it up immediately, like immediately. Do you feel responsible for that? Like, do you think it's you who brought this to life? Well, I, I, when I did my presentation originally, it was um, for a show that we used to do in Brooklyn called Queer Film Theory, where we would talk about movies that we thought were were intended to be gay, or we'd look at movies through a queer lens. And I did th- three months worth on the House Bunny. Like I did three <laughs> separate presentations about how I was so convinced, and everybody else had to be convinced. And by the end of these three months, there should be at least some fan fiction available. And wow. um, by the by the end of that three months, nothing. But now. Here we are. Here we are. Look, and you're plus, still spreading that plus. house bunny gay gospel. Here we <laughs> are. Here's here's the thing that you'd assume should lead to more house bunny fan fiction is it's one of the few situations where the fan fiction could not be worse 
than the movie source <laughs> material that they're working with. I mean, like, there's just not a ton of situations where that's the case, you know? You're right. It's, like, yeah. it's low-hanging fruit right here, so... <laughs> So, Lee, I'm curious, is this another film that you had yet to see for the first Listen, time? Listen, I'd never seen it. Yeah, I, never oh, I had it. a feeling. Okay. I had a feeling. Well, no, and so here's what's funny. <laughs> it's not only that I hadn't ever seen it. When I told Kelsey I had to watch it, because I totally forgot until, like, yesterday that we were recording on this today, and so I was like, oh, crap, I have to watch this movie. So when I told Kelsey, and she was like, what is what is that? Like, is that, and I was like, House Bunny? Like, I don't know. I was like, who was in it? Like, I feel like. I'm like I couldn't think of the cast at all, which is surprising because everybody's in it. Yeah, and and so I was like, I was like, I don't know. It's just like it, you know, it's ha- House Bunny, and she was like, that could be like anything. Like that could be like a <laughs> horror movie, or that could be like a something. And I was like, how could this be a horror movie with the name House Bunny? Like it's it's she's a Playboy Banicula. bunny. Like, Manicula, <laughs> the house Manicula. Um, it's just, oh my God, can you imagine if Anna Ferris was a vampire in this? That would be amazing. That'd be incredible. We'll go down that road later. But uh, <laughs> but no, I'd never, I'd never seen it. And so what's funny is I tried to explain it while I was trying to look it up, like where I could find it to watch. And I was like, no, I feel like it's like a comedy, like, you know, in the vein of like Legally Blonde or like that, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of movie, like the feministies, you know, something like look beyond women's appearances um which just made me laugh in hindsight like watching the movie because i was like wow it's really like i mean this came out what like six or seven years after legally blonde right Mm, yeah and i'm like it's really like if someone was like let's remake legally blonde but without most of the charm or like the actual (laughs) like good moral lessons to teach people oh this is hurting Um, my heart i know to be fair um lee i don't know if you realize this before you logged on um sarah and i were bonding over our shared love of House Bunny. So you're <laughs> like, really like, I, but to be fair, I, I always like expect it. this from you. I always know, I know if I love a movie, you're going to well, hate I, it. I'm just, I'm just going to say when, like, we can talk about why, but like, Legally Blonde it is a feminist film. has 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 better messages than like i feel like the end result of this movie is like don't quite be yourself because you suck but like don't quite be someone else's version of you because like that sucks too and i'm like i'm not sure yeah be somewhere in the middle yes and so so okay so here is my biggest thing for this movie is the main reason i think this movie should have been gay is that there are so many ways you could have redeemed all of the storylines in this movie if you had just made them actually queer mm. instead of what they did, which is to just be like, how? what's the best way to, to make yourself what a man wants you to be? Which I'm like, eh, I'm not totally sold on that as like the most feminist message we're going to get across. <laughs> That's what but the anyways, sorority girls had to do. Shelly learns. Shelly learns that she can actually tone herself down and not have to do that so much for a dude. Yeah, I t- I like to look at the fact that these little lesbians taught Shelly <laughs> how to be more comfortable with herself. It's like a reverse Mona Lisa smile. Yes. If we dig into that, I'm all I'm all here for that. I just wish that's the story they had gone with, you know. But anyways, Ellie, tell me tell me your experience with the I'm movie. obsessed with the now film. Now that I've, I've come and shit all over everyone's parade, I'm so sorry. I'm obsessed with the film. I've seen it many, many, many times. Anna Ferris is one of my favorite actresses. I don't care. I think she's the funniest person that will ever walk the face of this earth. Anything that she's in, I crack up. Same with Emma Stone. 
the entire I love Emma Stone. The entire yeah. um I could quote this movie a million times over. Their entire like conversation where she's talking about dressing up the little mouse like the little like <laughs> bring your own mouse. <laughs> Like that whole thing gets me. We could tie our shoes together. We could throw them over. Like everything that Emma Stone says, I related pretty hard to Emma Stone in this film because I was like pre-makeover and even post like post half makeover where she's like, like you said, somewhere in the middle. I was like, this is me. Like this is this awkward ass gay woman who like just has all of this quirky energy and I love her. So okay, I Ellie, it. I have I have an important question. Can you and I do a cosplay someday as uh as Emma Stone and Kat Dennings at the car wash scene? <laughs> yes, you have to and, do it. <laughs> and Kat Dennings is like so. I agree with you. Like okay, so when, but I really think they did a good job with it. This is just my take, but yes, they went way too far to the straight. But there's a whole scene where they're like, why the hell did we do this? Like, there's mm-hmm. an entire scene where they're like, this is not us. And they turn into something that they're not. And so I feel like it's a really good example of what happens when you force straightness on people. Yeah. Oh, it is It is absolutely like a comp hat, like nightmare. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Like, example. Like, yes. <laughs> here's the problem with Compet. You take all these lesbians, you stick them in a sorority, you turn them into, like, Barbie dolls to please all the men around them, and, like, surprisingly, it doesn't go well. No. But then they don't realize they're all gay for each other, and that's that's really that's where it's just really, lacking for me. No, that's really the saddest part of the film, <laughs> is that they don't realize how gay they are. That's where I was let down, you know? Yes. So I'm curious, Sarah, since, you know, you've done three presentations... <laughs> on this film I, I have them pulled up right now what are what are some of your biggest you know what are some of your biggest arguments for why the house bunny should have been gay well my biggest one really was the idea that I thought that nobody knew how gay it was because nobody had seen it and I was like if people had just watched it then it would be pretty apparent how gay it was true um but I also, I think there's just, you know, I mean, part part of it and part of them being such awkward girls and having to encounter this, like, older, sexy lady, I think that there's a lot of moments where they kind of, like, oh, 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 and they have kind of, like, gay, gay panic. panic. Yeah, and so I, I just thought that that was very relatable. <laughs> so, the like, scene where she walks out topless, yeah. I mean, that is... There's literally one panic. of the sorority girls is in her vagina. Mm-hmm. And she yes, just goes, the way oh! they shot that is incredible. Is incredible. Yeah. Also, Cameron Esposito in 2017 tweeted, uh, Emma Stone was great in the house bunny. This is a true tweet. And so I thought, like, oh, like we're getting like it's we're getting it's on the radar. It's out there. Yeah. It's canon. It's like like there's people who are talking about it in a way that is among the culture. And I, I really appreciated that. I will say that people have suggested this movie to us. Like, pe- our <laughs> listeners have suggested House Bunny. So people listeners. do think it's gay. You're yeah. not alone. Anytime you have a movie that is this focused on, like, intimate relationships between women, like, of course it's gay. Someone, and especially when one of those women has her little Shane haircut and her freaking <laughs> hoodie pulled up and, like, every part of her piercing. And you're like, come on. <laughs> That is a full dyke right there. I am sorry. No question. <laughs> There's just... 
I will also say that the boy love interest is the lead singer of, I think, isn't it All American Rejects? Or like, yes. he's like a pop punk singer guy. And the other movie that has one of those is Princess Diaries. Yes, have, accurate. You know what I mean? And Princess Diaries, I feel it's also extremely queer coded. It's my fiance's favorite movie. And she, every time we watch it, she's always like, and plus Heather Matarazzo's in it. Like, just like pointing out all these like, yeah. all oh, yeah. queer things about it. So. Well, and look, that's kind of how I feel about this movie and like Rumor Rollis. Because like, is Rumor Rollis actually <laughs> queer in real life? Because I feel like if she's not, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that that was just a rumor. <laughs> oh. Look, I already hey. have the game off you after me again. So I shouldn't be saying this. But I feel like Rumor Rollis is queer culture. Like, is that just fair to say? Like, I feel like when she's in a movie and she's not making out with a woman, I'm just like, I don't understand this. You're chasing after a dude. Who she was in something where she was gay. Nine oh two and oh. Yes. She played mm-hmm. she played gay in something. I just don't know if she is in real life. And um, if I think about it real hard, I would come up with it too, even though I don't have the internet right now. Um oh, balls. What was I she? Think in? Demi Lovato not Demi Lovato, Demi Demi Moore is in a relationship with a woman right now, her mom. Not surprising. And, yeah, and she's also been in like you know, Charlie's Angels full throttle. Yeah, which she is has like a real little baby moment and like all kinds of other little things where she just kind of shows up. G.I. Jane, she like, you know, so it's in the it's in the family. It's a TV show. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. I already told you what it is. Game. It's 90210. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that was literally. I have my headphones super low because I don't want my, my mic to pick them up. because No, it's OK. I, but I literally I remember in high school when I watched that episode, I was like freaking out. And I was like, oh, my God, there's gay things in this thing. And I was, quote unquote, straight. <laughs> but I was talking to my gay best friend who was a gay man. And we were like, oh, we love their love. Like, it's so cute. But like, <laughs> not for me. But like, love it. <laughs> so I will never forget Rumor Willis in 90210. Don't worry. Do not worry. But yes, let's talk. Let's talk about Mona. So Sarah, what are your biggest? What's the evidence for Mona? We, we said the haircut. What else? Uh, well, okay, that was the whole second presentation was just about Kat Dennings' character in particular. So Mona in particular has the Shane haircut. She has piercings, which I, I, I consider to be a, a very clear marker of a, of a person who is on the LGBTQ spectrum. I, the, the way they dress her and other things, even when she gets as femme as she gets sometimes, it's never, it, it's never high femme like in a way that is like camp, basically, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I, I really think that that is just like a real nice marker. And there's just a whole lot of it that I'm like, she she also deliberately tries to sabotage her friend getting with any boy. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that and out she, there. Yeah, she's the one who's constantly bringing up feminist theory, which is what what is, is there's small talk. nothing gayer. Also, like yeah. the fact that whenever she speaks to a man, it's only it's purely for research. <laughs> <laughs> Even at the Easter Island Hawaiian party or whatever, like that's Aztec <laughs> Aztec party. Yeah, with the Easter <laughs> Island heads. <laughs> yes like there is not no bone in my body that believes that mona has any interest in any of these men and i love like the conversation that she has her and natalie where like natalie basically convinces her to do this thing and i feel like it's because mona's in love with natalie and mm. natalie's just like oh like it'd be great research and she's like all right well natalie if you think it's a good idea i guess i'll do it the true ship. She would yeah, do anything for her, including like hose down a boy. I love that <laughs> yeah. whole scene cracks me up when she says, 
wash the testosterone off your face. <laughs> oh, she's so good. She's so good. Someone's a little, a little jealous, you know? She's, she is a feisty, feisty uh, queer woman. <laughs> also, when she's in the bar. Oh, yeah. She literally takes a bite out of a man's arm. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's about as interested as we ever see her getting a dude in this movie. <laughs> she does a great job. She does a great she's, job. She's flawless. What else did you have about Mona since you had a full presentation? Well, it had to be quick. So it was really, it was a lot of recap from week one. And it was a lot of just pi- look at pictures of cat dinnings, please. Because she's so pretty. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of that but like I don't know she's just um have you guys seen a lot of the other stuff that Kat Dennings is in like um like two broke girls where they always yes. do goofy jokes and then um it is also like, on our list of viewer recommendations for should have been gay it's worth a watch she and, actually um, was in something gay she was in friend have you seen Friendsgiving no it's on Netflix and she plays a queer woman in it <gasps> Stop it. Oh, my God. We'll kick off this season with, like, a Kat Dennings like a- power hour. So she's, like, a depressed – she's a depressed lesbian in it. She's, like, very recently off right. a breakup, and she's, like, having a rough time at Thanksgiving with her friends. And her friends are trying to set her up with other lesbians. So they, like, bring in, like, a bunch of different lesbians to set her up with them during – her during Friendsgiving. But oh, it's great. That's great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> So if you want to watch it, it's like very silly. It's like a stupid fun. It's like, it's. I feel like it's She's along the veins that. of a, of like a hangover bridesmaids kind of vibe. Very like, like cool. intense comedy. They like do a lot of drugs and I don't know. But why don't why don't we can we go through some of the other characters because I feel like we're gonna run out of time and I I know sorry sorry you're right right. I want to make sure we hit some of the other ones so can we talk about uh now I can't have any of my notes in front of me who's the one Carrie May who her first interaction what Carrie May it's definitely Carrie May when (laughs) Carrie May's first interaction to try to flirt with a dude is to be like I have to shit and you're like yeah nailed it (laughs) it. That is 100% the actions of someone who is really interested in men. Good job. God, yeah. I I think I blocked her out just because the idea, (laughs) the idea that she was like the masculine of center one in a different way than Mona was, but it's just gross out humor. Like it's just an excuse to have boy jokes come out of like a, like a, female face really here is the female Cro-Magnon of the group Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and she literally like she like lumbers around (laughs) like how she walks around a room is like she doesn't walk like a human she kind of like yeah she full body like slink shoulders her way around not not a straight coded character (laughs) oh no Carrie Mae is so gay also the fact that she but she said the only magic I pulled is trying to stay in, in college for nine years, so I don't have to go back to my trailer park. But I think, yep, I can quote this whole movie. Um, <laughs> You're doing a great job. I also think she stayed in college for nine years so she could stay in this sorority house for longer because she loves being surrounded by all these women because she's a big gay woman. <laughs> That's all on Carrie Sold. May. Sold on Carrie May. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk, well, let's talk about Shelly because you said you ship Shelly and Natalie. So talk to us about that. Well, you know, I think it's one of those things where if your only experience as an adult was living in the Playboy Mansion, I think you would have a very, your reality is is just filtered through something that you've never experienced before. And so I think through meeting Natalie, she actually unlocks a lot of who she truly is. And they're, like that moment, the bring your own mouse moment is really one of my favorite ones because it really feels like they're connecting and they're both going like, whoa, hey, whoa. And then out of it, they get like a little bit further. And then again with the um, Aztec party, I think there's also a moment there where, you know, like Emma Stone gets to still be smart a little bit because she gets to go, these are Easter Island standing. Um, but then uh, she kind of gets out of her comfort zone again because Shelly is willing to like guide her in like a really loving way, I think, you know, with the only knowledge that she knows. And so I don't know. I just felt like there was just, and then again, with the, the topless scene and all that stuff, like uh, that all happens between mostly <laughs> Always and Shelly. comes back to the topless scene. And then yes. they, like, you know, then she, I think Natalie helps her get ready for her date with Colin Hanks. And, and um, like, I, I think that that's all very sweet and very, like, um, subtexty. And I, I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. It. It's also, like, again, the dangers of compet is, like, when you grow up in an environment that is entirely about the male gaze, like, of course you haven't realized how very gay you are because you've just, like, that hasn't really existed in your world yet. And then she finds this space that's, like, so much less superficial and so much less like focused on dressing themselves up for the boys and being what the boys want them to be and you know and it's like she desperately wants to stay there even though she is kind of like destroying it by bringing her own like comp het rule book into it you know and then is like oh no what have i done and you're like yes they're not straight indeed <laughs> correct put them back the way they were put them back put them back um but also it's one of those things too where it's like I'm, i bet she was probably drawn to the playboy mansion outside of the parties and that kind of stuff because it truly is like a sorority it's a com- it's a female-oriented communal living space that just sometimes you've got to the, the toll you pay to live there is that you've got to like put on for the boys and so I really wonder if that, you know, like there's just, you see that a lot in like, um, in like real life and like places like strip clubs and stuff like that. Almost like there's a lot of people who work in strip clubs that are queer and find a lot of empowerment in being able to do what they do and that kind of stuff. And so I think that that's, there's just a lot, there's just, there's so much to unpack in this movie. There's um, so three much. Three months worth, um, I would say. Sorry, while, yeah. while we talk about the house, can I make a real quick note to just say that her most beloved thing while she's at the house is a cat whose only job in the movie is to claw the shit out of a dude okay sorry just yeah, i want to yeah, make sure perfect. we get that in okay oh we That's have to talk important. about pooter also his name is pooter <laughs> it's like a coded name too it's right? literally like- pooter um <laughs> but i also think 
Like, she has this whole, like, monologue where she's like, oh, you know, I loved having time with my girls when we would, you know, get manicures and whatever and go down on each other and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) and you're like, oh, like, I, I, you know that, like, there were plenty of times when there were no men around when all these women were like, let's just sleep with each other. Like, Hugh's only one man. Exactly. That's true. I'm like, there's one man in this entire house, and they're you're gonna think they're having a sex party where they just like stand in line. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Everybody, wait your turn. There's no. a little ticket at the front of the queue. Yeah. So, I think she already had some experience. It just took like the emotional experience. I also let's talk a little bit about Oliver. Yes, because Oliver is a stand-in. If I've ever seen a freaking stand-in, like <laughs> he is a lesbian. Shelly even says he's gay because he's emotionally available. Like, but I'm like, literally, she's only been dating these like super straight men. And if you just imagine Oliver as a lesbian, she like goes on her first date with someone she really likes who is a lesbian. And that lesbian's like, hey, I actually just, yeah. Hey, I actually just want to get to know you. And she's like, what? Someone wants to talk to me? It's like every late bloomer on their first date with a woman. Yes. Like that date was gay panic. Yes. <laughs> we just said it to the, the score of Carol. It'd be like a drama. Yes. <laughs> a lesbian drama. And she sits on the manhole. My old people flung out of space. <laughs> I mean, like he is. He's like such a soft man. So I'm just like, yeah, he is a stand-in and like, their relationship is a lesbian relationship. Like, that's her, like, learning how to, like, love in a non-heteronormative relationship. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. I also want to honorable mention, before we have to wrap up, Mrs. Hagstrom. Yes. I just feel like she is too obsessed with Shelly. Like, in a way that's, like, And I feel like she's so obsessed with, like, being the house mother. I feel like she's, like, this established queer who's like, no, this is my queer space and you can't be in it. And then she's like, but we can sleep together later. Like, that's what I feel like Mrs. Hagstrom is. I'm going to say salty old dyke. Like, that's that's the vibe. That's what we've got here. 100%. It's the lady who ran... True directions from, but I'm a cheerleader level of like yes. hardcore authority to like exactly yes. like you're you are pushing way too hard like you are trying to have everyone think you're something and I'm like mm, but can we you? also talk about sorry while we're doing honorable mentions can we also honorable mention um not Ashley what's the other like the sidekick yes the sidekick is so gay that's why she joins later at the very end very gay and then at the end she's like actually I want to be in the gay house and then she joins the gay house and she's like oh my god it's so cute and gay here I love it let's all go upstairs right away <laughs> and I was like wow <laughs> like wasted no time huh so true so what characters are we shipping did also did we miss any of the characters in the sorority hold on harmony, harmony. what do we think of harmony is she the one who's pregnant yeah Yes. Uh, I, I think it's kind of amazing. It's very much like when um, Bet and Tina are trying to have a baby and then everybody's like, we're going to raise it like in a village. <laughs> yes. That yes. is a communal baby. Yes. <laughs> very queer thing to do to have raise a communal baby. Um, what about Lily? Is Lily? Gay. She literally lives her Kate. life in a closet. 
chaotic yes, bisexual. Right. That's yep, what I'm exactly. going with. That was in my other presentation too. In the closet. Literally. Literally. In the closet. In the, closet. the mean young girl who makes them sing that awful karaoke song and changes all the words. Yes. I don't know. She's just she's a bad guy. She's just a pressed. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. We don't want pressed? her. We'll say pressed. We don't I'm, want her. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I wish we had more time because I feel like we could do a whole deep dive on like the whole coded message of like hiding who you are and like masking and like str- you know like trying to like straight past to get through life and all this stuff because like there's there's a lot. A lot in there. I mm-hmm. I wish I like that's where you know that's where I wish I wish the movie had focused there. You know, it's like every time people tell these stories where they're like, oh, people can love you just for who you are, and you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not, and it's okay if you're just kind of quirky and gay and like a little like you know weird and like different and gay, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. movie, that's right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. okay. <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about our ships, please, because there's so many. <laughs> yeah, so what's your top ship of this film, Sarah? Oh, Natalie and Shelley. I really, I just really still, and I keep, I mean, I, I'm going to keep tabs on the fan fiction involved, because there's actually, there's more of a, a real-life fandom for the shipping of Emma Stone with Taylor Swift in real life than there is for these two <laughs> fictional characters that clearly have chemistry. Oh my Come God. On. I Come love on, it. Swifties, watch House Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what's their ship name? Natalie. Natalie. That's a cute one. You pretty. can't get better than that. No. I know that's going to make it hard because I'm going to say my top ship is still Natalie and Mona. But I don't ship know name? that it's going to be as cute. Mona Lily. Mona Lily. Mona Lily. That's cute. Yeah. Natalie Nat- is a good Nat- one Nat- to Dona. make ship names with. <laughs> Natalona. Natona. Those are good. I'm going to ship. Shelly and Mrs. Hagstrom. Yeah. <laughs> and they're do it. Hagley. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that her name literally has hag in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, what's Rumor Willis's character? I want to ship her in harmony. Joanne. Joe. Joanne. I ship her jo- in harmony. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> All right, Joanne and Harmony. Like what's their ship name? They form a beautiful name? family together. Oh, they would be really sweet together. Yeah, I could see it. There's honestly, there the ships are endless in this because there's so many, just like so many options. This whole sorority could just be dating each other. Yeah, and gender swap you, you all over with make... Shelly, obviously. Yes, <laughs> you can just make the L word map out of just the sorority girls. Just like just draw <laughs> lines anywhere, and you're fine. To be fair, also I'm like. We have, we started doing this episode all about sororities. I haven't even talked about how I was in a sorority, but it reminds me of my sorority. We, they literally called us, we were Alpha Sigma Alpha, ASA, and we were called on campus Gay SA. And proudly, it wasn't like, they weren't bullying us. Like, we were like, yeah, we're gay. Like, we were Gay SA. It was great. Yeah. And the, awesome. the chart was real within the sorority. That's all I'm going to say. Some of them are still dating each other. So what you're saying is Zeta should be Gata. Yes, Gata. Uh, I see it. What a life that would have been, you know? I know. But yeah, I mean, sororities are gay. Like, they are. They are. They are. Can, canonically. Like, there's like, oh, that was another thing from my original presentation was just like finding all these pulp novels that were all based in like called lesbian sorority. Yeah. Like all the, it's the a, hazing. It's, it's a yeah. thing. It's true. <laughs> 
All right, it's time for our Q and gay. Are you ready? Absolutely. Q, 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 and, 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 gay. All right, so here's the question leading from, I was in a sorority, but question one, were you in a sorority slash fraternity? A, yes. B, I rushed but decided it wasn't for me. Or C, no. C, no. No. Okay, question two. Which Zeta is the gayest out of A, Natalie, B, Mona, C, Carrie Mae, or D, Harmony? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Mona. I'm gonna, I mean, I there's no wrong Mona. answer. But, but, sure. right. <laughs> but Mona's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, question number three. Which month of the Zeta calendar is your favorite? A, Patriotic Mona, B, Bad Witch Harmony, C, Miss December, or D, Carrie Mae. It's Carrie Mae. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Just trimming that bush. Yeah. Love her. Um, Brunin for June. Okay. Question four. What's your ideal theme party? A, an ABC party. B, a wizard's party. C, an Aztec party. Or D, a toga party. So a wizard's party, is that where you make the wizard staff? Yes. Out of here? Okay, okay. Uh, here, okay, I was obsessed with the idea of an ABC party because I just thought, like, you could be so creative. And then if people showed up out of, like, theme, they just had to wear, like, a garbage bag or whatever. I just thought, like, what an easy way for everybody to oh, – so that's anything but clothes. But I've yes. also seen one that's anything but cups. And you have to drink out of, like, a boot or, like – Oh, you know, interesting. Like, so I, I just think that there's a lot of versatility with an ABC party. So A, ABC. Nice. All right, question number five. What is your favorite? This is going to be hard to put on Twitter. I'm so sorry, Lee, but I just want to need to write it. What's okay, your we'll favorite house bunny-ism? <laughs> A, love is just kindness with its work boots on. B, <laughs> the eyes are the nipples of the face. C, morning pooter, you're looking dapper. Or D, my heart would just fall out of my head. <laughs> It's it's actually D, but I really love B at that moment where it's like the eyes are just the nipples of the face. It's just such a funny it's so good. flip of that. I just think it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so as we all know, House Bunny should have been gay. Should have been gay. Mm-hmm. Should have been gay. Thank you, Sarah, so much for hanging out with us. I know you have you have to run, but before you run, please let us and our audience know where can they find you on social media? This is the question I dread every podcast I'm on because I've had a like a like a terrible handle for the entire time I've been on social media. Like when I was first on Twitter, I had the word it was cute spelled out because it was Sarah K, but it was spelled C E R A like the Triceratops. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. yeah. Land before that's time. Awful. Yeah, but that's awful to talk about on a podcast and very difficult for people to remember and go look up. So I changed it and I thought it was going to be so much better. And it's, this is not, it's Sarah Comedy, but the, it's the with comedy. With a K. With K. Also very hard, to, very easy visually, very difficult to spell out on a, a podcast. So it's Sarah K. Comedy on both <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. I got to come up with something better. You're doing your best. <laughs> we'll also tag you on all our socials. Um, and do you have anything coming up that you want our listeners to know about? Yeah, I'm getting married, like, in a week. Yeah, it'll be, like, September 24th is my wedding day, so I'm super excited to get to plug that on here. Very exciting. So people can come? So you're inviting everyone Uh, to? Yeah, yeah, this is the invite (laughs) for everyone. I just want everybody to be, like, aware that there's going to be, like, a a bombardment of pictures. So we'll see you there. Yeah. All look great. (laughs) 
Get ready for those pictures. Make sure you follow Sarah so you can see Listen, these Listen, everyone's vaccinated now, and you think you can just drop that there's a wedding and expect us not to show up? <laughs> it's just a complete flash, a flash mob of, like, all these guys. Cool. <laughs> what are you wearing for your wedding? Do you have – what's the yeah. what's the vibe? You ready? Aztec, so Aztec sacrifice outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, for <laughs> – a friday night wedding but we're also having a saturday night like secondary event just to thank people for coming out for the weekend so for friday night we're doing retro like 50s wandavision dresses oh um, my god and stop it for the next night we're doing like suits so we get like both we get to do incredible get you I'm a girl who can do it all so exciting <laughs> that sounds that sounds so fun Congratulations on your wedding, and thank you so much for hanging out with us and talking about the best movie ever, Lee. Look, I'm just <laughs> saying I wanted more, that's all. You, ju- you just like to make me be the asshole. It's fine. Anyways, thanks so much, Sarah. <laughs> thanks, y'all. You're the best. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip. We love hearing from all of you. We love building this community. So we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every week. And this week, we want to start with shouting out everybody who came to our full listen party for The Flame. We did a full, it was just over two hours, listening to the entire show start to finish straight through. And I think the general takeaway consensus, Ellie, is it hits different. Oh, yeah. It hits different and it hits like really hard in the feels. It is. It's a very something. It's a really well done show from top to bottom. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Just just brilliant craft. Yeah. Like excellent. It's it's uh, so good. And if you do want to hear the entire thing of it, it is available on our Patreon from top to bottom on the flame patreon but yeah watching it with everyone was so amazing and just like being able to really like sit with it after we had been sort of out of it for about a month right like we had finished and then we had a month to sort of breathe and coming back to it i just felt so many feels it was so it nice. was like an old friend and it was old friends and it was so great being it was on so the nice. Zoom with everyone again and it just made me real happy so shout out to everyone who found time or who has watched the recordings on the patreon afterwards we, we just we had a lot of fun it was a blast speaking of patreon i would love to shout out jackie m who's one of our newest patrons she recently found the podcast. She said she loves our Les Centrals and has been listening to them and watching with her wife, which we always love. And we've inspired her to create her own content, which is really exciting. And so we she said it. she's going to start writing her own lesbian romance novel, and I cannot wait to read it. Yes. I'm so excited. Amazing. I love it. Please, please create more queer content, everyone. Please and thank you. Please. Yes. And we also want to say a special shout out to Nora and Andrea. Congratulations to both of you and we wish you all the best. And also thank you to, as always, our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, A.D. Benitez, and Fiona W. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you always for all of your support and your help. And to all of our patrons, we just could not keep making the podcast without all of you. And remember, it's our Season 5 Patreon campaign, so let's make this thing happen. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Let's Hang Out Pod. 
You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up every week. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Flame, an original podcast musical on your podcasting apps. And speaking of subscribing, also subscribe to our YouTube where we will have videos going up. Like always, you can find that at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to support the podcast, the best and easiest way to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes. It makes a huge difference and helps new listeners find the show. If you want to support us financially, you can find our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get ad-free episodes. We have, as always, our favorite place on the interwebs, our Discord chat for our patrons. We have watch parties. We have downloads of all of our Less Central songs. It's just a lot of good stuff. And as a reminder, at 150 patrons, Lee and I will actually make more episodes for you, which we're really excited about. If you want to support The Flame and any other musicals that we're creating in the future, because we will be writing another new musical for next June. We are already. We are. We are in the process of doing it. You can support us at bit.ly slash The Flame Patreon. If you want to buy our merch, we have all sorts of designs, both for Les Hangout and for The Flame. You can get them on totes, on shirts, on mugs, on masks, on all sorts of good stuff. And you can find all of them at bit.ly slash lesshop. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out, out.